Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Call me John Smith. My wife Mary and I live in Turkey, a country of 80 million people, 99.5% of whom are Muslim. We have been living and working there since 2004, doing church planting. To get a perspective of how big is a country of 80 million people, think just a moment that the city of Istanbul, the largest city in Turkey, has 18 to 20 million people in it. That's twice as many people as the entire nation of Greece. The first story I would like to begin with takes us back a little bit in the past as we were trying to make a decision about buying a church. We had been fundraising and working for one and still wrestling with what we need to do. Then in the second story, you will see how God made things come to pass. If I had a million dollars, I would buy a church. That is what we hoped for anyway, four years ago when we began fundraising for a church building. But that money never came in. The amount that did come in won't buy a standalone building in the city center. It won't buy most office spaces that would be of a size to accommodate our basic worship and fellowship needs. But that isn't the whole picture of why we haven't purchased anything yet. We saw two models of ministry that gave us a picture of what we wanted. The first was a situation in another city involving one of our own Adventist church groups. They rent a church building from another church. Our folks have use of the church three and a half days a week. It is at a very busy intersection of foot traffic and dozens of people who are curious about a church building visit there every day. Our folks give away some 30 to 60 books every day. Wow, that is a great ministry. And we are happy that the books that you have supplied through this project of AFM helps to feed that ministry. That is something we want to do. But to be at a busy intersection is expensive. To be on the ground floor where the people can run across us is even more expensive. The amount of money raised over the last four years won't touch it. We have looked into renting actual church buildings from others, but to no avail. The other model that we have seen is in our own city. A church group bought a whole building about five to six stories tall. So they have the ground floor where people come in and books are shared. They have a floor with Sunday school rooms, a floor with offices and a library. They have a floor with conference rooms, and they have a top floor that has no columns in the middle of it, a very rare thing indeed, and they made a sanctuary that will easily hold a hundred people. They don't have trouble with neighbors on other floors because they own the whole building. Great! We would love to have something like that. But that scenario, too, has not come to pass. In four years, we have had a lot of time to think about why. The first thing that comes to mind is that God doesn't want us to have what we had in mind. So we started to look into other models of ministry than what we first envisioned. If we could only afford to buy an office space in a building, what will that look like and where will it be? We looked at being in a place near a large university so that we can reach the young people. We couldn't afford to buy office space there that was of any size to house our worship needs, so that hasn't worked out. We kept searching, asking some basic questions about what we were looking for. One model 
high visibility, we can work to reach the people who are passers-by of our church. We need to be on the ground floor. There is a disadvantage, potentially, of such a ministry. What disadvantage could high visibility have? It is true that many people come to our church in the other city that has a lot of walk-in traffic, and they receive books. How many are curious? And how many are genuine seekers? Obviously, many are the former. We don't want to discount the ministry if we don't see large returns, because everyone must have the chance to hear, even those who will not accept. So a good work is being done regardless. There has been a baptism that we heard about from someone reading our books. On the other hand, there may be people who are really interested who do not have the courage to walk into a church where everyone can see them enter. It may be that people would like to visit a church that has what I call anonymous access. If the church is in an office building, if someone goes into that building, no one knows if they are going to the church or to another office. They can investigate Christianity without their friends and relatives and work associates seeing where they went. Part of it may be psychological, but if people feel they are being watched, maybe they will be frightened to enter. If our facility is in the wide open, maybe many people would avoid going in there because they would be seen. So as a group, we have wrestled with what type of facility we want. If we want high exposure, we have to wait for more money. We simply don't have it. If we want to do a more anonymous access type facility, where people learn about us more from word of mouth or the internet, then we can go cheaper. We can be on the upper floor of an office building. We don't have a way to numerically evaluate whether serious interests prefer anonymous access or not. It is an idea, but we can't prove it one way or another. But in any case, if we don't have the money, we can't do the high visibility ministry. Maybe it is time to move ahead with a cheaper, anonymous access model. Paul Massey, one of my workmates, called me the other day. I think I found something. It looks big enough and we can afford it. The building is cleaner and has a better surrounding than what we are renting now. Let's give it a look. We looked and it was the best thing we have seen to date. We had just built quite a consensus when another opportunity came up. The momentum seems high right now to make a decision and go ahead with getting office space than trying to find our own building, that we should act and get out of a rental situation, and to increase our square footage. Please pray for our guidance. Let the property that we shouldn't be in get sold before we have a chance to act on it. If we do get a facility soon, please pray that we can get a spark of interest for renovation funds and monies as an endowment fund to pay for ongoing expenses. Thanks for all that you are doing. And if you have a million dollars and don't know what to do with it, it isn't too late for us to change our model back to the first one. In this second story I want to share with you, we're going to talk about another step forward. As part of our fundraising in our magazine, Adventist Frontiers, we have a fundraising bar graph at the bottom. There, we can see how much money has been raised for a particular project. At the time of this article, we noticed that the bar graph at the bottom of our magazine articles had disappeared for the church building. 
Some six years ago, when we had begun fundraising to buy the building for our church, the bar graft has appeared and had been there ever since. We met in homes for the first five years that we were in Turkey. Sabbath mornings got a bit crowded as attendance sometimes pushed 25 people. The average home here, and when I say home, think condominium, has about 1,100 to 1,300 square feet of living space. Children's Sabbath school took place in the bedrooms. It was difficult to make the children understand that the living room, which was their schoolroom and their social area during the week, was suddenly the sanctuary on Sabbath morning. So we decided to meet in a public space. It was a big step for us because we needed to set up a nonprofit organization for it. At the time, it was practically the only avenue for churches other than the Greek Orthodox, Armenian, and Syrian churches to have any legal status whatsoever. Turkey has refused to acknowledge any other groups as legal churches since the foundation of the Republic, but they have allowed religious groups to form nonprofits. So we did. It was a big step forward. It was the first of its kind for Adventists in Turkey. We rented an office in a centrally located building on the top floor. Barnabas Hope, another teammate, did a great job of renovating the space on a modest budget, and our group began to meet. Funding to help get our place set up came from donors like you and also a special offering from ASI. We are thankful for ASI's commitment and involvement in our project. We are thankful for what you have contributed and for your prayers as well. We are also thankful to the Lord that in all these years, we have not been harassed at all, either by government or by common people. Renting was a first step for us. We really wanted to own our own place. It hurt to see that large sum of rent money going out the door every month. There is also a 20% tax on the rent. Ouch! A rental space can also be sold and the new owners can force you to leave. Thus, there are limitations on what investments we make to the rental space, knowing that it might all be gone tomorrow. As renters, we have no say-so in building association meetings. As owners, we can have clout to get positive things done for our building. We originally set our sights on owning an entire building, as one Protestant church did. But it is expensive, especially on the ground floor. That is where the street traffic can find you. Ground floor flats can be seven times more expensive per square meter. So we looked and looked. To find something on the ground floor that would be of any size at all would cost a million dollars or more. That kind of money just wasn't coming in. So we really had two choices. We could buy less space in a centrally located area or more square footage in an out-of-the-way area. Our members and visitors come from every direction and come great distances sometimes. Our church needs to be centrally located for them. The church needs to be on transportation lines as most people cannot afford a car. An inexpensive, out-of-the-way place is hard to reach. But that wasn't the only consideration. Bedroom communities have buildings that don't have open spaces that are conducive for meeting. There are lots of concrete columns that block the view. The situation forces us more to the business section of town. Also, in a building that is basically residence, the neighbors can vote you out. But they can't do that in an office building. We looked some more and we considered different parts of town. Please don't think that in all this searching it was done without prayer. We prayed. 
Nothing seemed perfect. Nothing fell into our hands in a miraculous way. We decided to make a decision and pick something and go with it. We found a centrally located place on a middle floor. The price was similar to other buildings of the type in the area. We made an offer on the place and the process went forward. But it wasn't easy. Who would actually own the building? Ultimately, our work is for the church and so we worked with the church so that they would be the owners through various channels. But like every church in the U.S., while the conference owns it, the local church needs to provide funds for everything else for as long as it exists. We needed to have funds to renovate, pay taxes, and take care of any potential building expenses, whether it be roof, elevators, exterior painting, or insulation from that time forward. This restricted how much space we could buy. The purchase process dragged for months with every kind of problem and bureaucratic challenge. Consider also that there have been Seventh-day Adventists in Turkey since the late 1890s, but now, in 2015, the church finally legally owns property in Turkey. Another step forward. This project provided yet another first for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Before we celebrate and even take a breath, we need to renovate the new place and get moved over there. There are still a few legal things to be worked out, but a dream is coming true before our eyes. Well, how does it feel? Not for me, I mean for you. We didn't do this by ourselves. You did it as much as the team here. Without you, this wouldn't have happened. You have made history for the Adventist message in Turkey. How does it feel? Feels good, huh? We are sharing your happiness. I know that you will miss the bar graph at the bottom of the page. Little smile there. But you don't have to forget it completely. You can still donate to Turkey Church Building for our renovations. We have made another step forward, and we have some more to do. Thanks for being a part. To learn more about our missionaries, why not reach out to us at afmonline.org.